All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons, and man, do we got a lot to get through today. It's been a long week, and I'm excited for the weekend, and man, let's get right to it. Let's, let's just get right to it. So over this past weekend, I did tune in to see Serena Williams and Naomi uh, Osaka. Man, that was a great match. It was a great match, and I knew it would be, and that's why I tuned in. You know, it's rare that I watch tennis, but I did want to see this. I knew it would be a great matchup, and it was. Um, Naomi is definitely next up. She's young. She's got that it. She's got it. Like, she has an it factor, and I feel like people will be getting behind her very soon. And her skill, man, she's powerful. And she does things with that racket, the mixed ball, do things that I haven't seen in that sport. And, you know, it was it was interesting to watch. And she definitely had Serena on the ropes. She had her on the ropes. It was almost over before all of the uh, controversy started. And we'll get into that, too. But even before that, she was outplaying Serena. And you could tell Serena was frustrated. She was outplaying her, and she wasn't scared. She wasn't scared of Serena at all. She was fearless, strong, didn't let this, the bright lights affect her, didn't let who she was playing, her idol affect her. She went out there, and she played tennis like she was just playing a regular person, a regular competitor, which she was because, I mean, they're at the top-notch level. They're both professionals. And, yeah, it was it was great. Now, Serena is the GOAT. She's the greatest of all time. Well, probably one of the greatest athletes ever. And not taking anything away from either one of these ladies. They both went out and did what they had to do. But Serena's not getting a fair shake right now. She's not getting a fair shake. She's not getting a fair shake. And to say that she's wrong to bring up gender in this argument is crazy. Because she's not. Men get frustrated with the judges all the time. They slam their rackets. It's normal for that. But if a woman does it, now it's World War Three. No, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. And all the scrutiny going on on both sides saying that Naomi only won because of that. That's not true. Okay, yeah, sure, Serena lost the set and ultimately led to the game ending, the match ending faster. But Naomi had her beat before that. If you actually watch the match. Naomi had her on the ropes. That just happened to be the knockout blow. And that, she didn't want that to be the knockout blow, but that was the hand she was dealt. But Naomi definitely beat her. Fair and square before all the controversy, controversy aside. Controversy aside. Naomi had her beat. If you watched it, she had her beat. It's the truth. But, uh, yeah, Serena. Now, in the first foul, what was that? The, the coaching violation? Okay. Sure. We know you don't cheat, Serena. We know you don't cheat. We know you would never cheat. You said you would rather lose than cheat. Okay, that's that, that may be true. But your coach even knew that he was wrong for that. Your coach knew he was wrong. You got a violation. You got the second one when you broke the racket and the judge said you said something. It's not fair that Naomi's first big uh, U.S. Open win will be marked with this ugly situation and it's not fair that they're making Serena out to be this big villain that ruined this girl's win because Serena had every right to be upset. 
and she's not getting a fair shake right now. And neither is Naomi because they're making it seem like Naomi didn't win that match fair and square. Well, she did. She did. Go back and watch the tape. You know what I say. Go watch that. Go watch the film. She did. It was a great match. Controversy aside, I enjoyed it, and I'm not even a tennis guy. When I watch tennis, it's either to see Serena, Nadal, or who else do I like? Who else? Oh, Federer. There we go. Whew. I almost had a almost had a brain slip. I was going to have to record this whole segment again, but but I found it. Um, but now, now I'll be tuned in to see Naomi as well. She's young. She's fiery. She's strong, and I like her. It was great. Congratulations to her. Um, I'll be watching some more tennis now. Definitely be watching some more tennis. For sure. Also, over the weekend, I watched Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter, which was an excellent fight. It was a close fight, and Sean won the decision. He was just a busy opponent. He didn't land too many clean shots like Danny did. Danny landed a lot of cleaner, accurate shots. That's why I felt the fight was closer than it was. Uh, one judge scored at 116-112, to 112, which was just, just very confusing to me. But overall, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. Steve Willis did a great job refing. <laughs> he went viral again, bro. I love Steve Willis. Uh, so Showtime gave us a good night of boxing. Meanwhile, on HBO, their counter to that was... Speaking of, hold on, before I even get into that, I want to, one more thing about the fight. That's what Danny's problem was as well. He was waiting on the counterpunch, and waiting all those rounds led to him falling behind on the scorecards. Once again, it could have been a draw, but then again, it went either way, and Porter won the decision. Can't always leave it up to the judges. Now, back to what I was saying, for HBO's counter, they had a night of flyweight boxing. If you don't know what flyweight boxing is, those are tiny guys, little guys. Six, so six guys that many casual boxing fans probably don't know was the counter for Showtime's free, even though both both events were free, but free WBC title fight. That was that was their counter. And then this leads me to the bigger point, the bigger purpose, the bigger argument. HBO versus Showtime. And I think it's finally time for somebody to say it. Showtime has been winning this fight for at least the past five years. Ever since once Floyd left HBO. It was like show. It was Showtime's time. It was their time, and once they started, then they got the premier boxing champion championship, and had endless. They have endless free fights, free championship fights, free. HBO is always on pay per view, and they hitched their wagon on the Canelo. Lord, if they never got Canelo from Showtime, if they didn't get Canelo from Showtime, who knows what HBO boxing would be? Who knows? Bunch of middleweights. That division is almost dead. Like, not dead, dead, but like for HBO's side, yeah, because they don't have a lot of stars on HBO. Man. Showtime's where is that? They got a better announced team. Much, much more fresher announced team. We got Paulie Malinaji. Paulie's over there. We got Brian Custer leading us off. Maranello, the. The best in the game, boxing, WWE. I love that, man. And they're just more ahead, more innovative, more involved in social media. From Instagram to Twitter, they're very involved in the social media. And that attracts the younger crowd. 
for the fights. They stream. They stream their fights. They have a, they have the Showtime app on iPads, tablets, phones, Xbox. That's how I watch the fights while I'm at school on Showtime. I'm streaming. I can watch them live. They they don't do it at HBO. They're still on TV. Like it's 1987. No, you have to get with the times. You have to get with the times. You have to. That's why they're falling behind. Showtime is rarely on pay-per-view. When was the last time Showtime was on pay-per-view? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was for the Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight last summer. So that's last August. After that, it was nothing but free fire. Free fire fights. Great championship boxing fights all the way through. And the next um, the next pay-per-view bout is Wilder and Fury. And that's understandable. That's a big fight. Heavyweights haven't been in a spot like that, especially in the States, for a big fight like that in years. So, yeah, throw that on pay-per-view. Make as much money as possible, especially for the fighters. Wilder, they deserve that, for sure. That's a big fight. That is a big fight. And they've been on top since Floyd left HBO. It's facts. I'm not lying. Man, HBO's always on pay-per-view. All they have left is really Canelo. Canelo has HBO on his back. They have he has them on the back. I mean, you know, Triple G is not a star. Triple G is just somebody who's winning fights. Triple G I mean Triple G's a star in his own right. I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he doesn't have a big following, but I'm not saying like what I'm saying is if I said Canelo to somebody who may not be that involved in boxing, I'm sure they would they may know who Canelo is. They see Canelo on, on Hennessy commercials, Under Armour commercials. They know Canelo. It's the, the pale Mexican with the red hair. Who's Triple G? Yeah, that's that's all it is. So whether it's the streaming that Showtime has barely been on pay-per-view, they're just, they're just uh, outboxing HBO. And it's been going on for some time now. And I feel like people need to understand this. And I'm just glad I'm the one that said it. Because I know I'm not the only one feeling this way. Because... This weekend, we got Triple G and Canelo 2, and I may not be able to see it because I'm probably going to be here at school. So I got to wait till next weekend to watch it because HBO doesn't want to stream the fight? That is insane. That is really insane. That's sad that people have to either watch it illegally or don't get it at all if, they, if they're not able to because they want us to sit in front of our TVs like it's 1993, and we want an episode of Martin watching Mike Tyson fight. No, 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 no. That's that's not good business right there. But you get it. You get it. Showtime over HBO, boxing fans. Showtime over HBO. Let's start with a quote. Playing behind Brett Favre for three years, you learn you gotta be tough to play this position. That's what Aaron Rodgers had to say after his unbelievable performance on Sunday night. So if you didn't see the game or you just live under a rock, bro, you missed the best. And I mean the absolute best quarterback performance that I've ever seen in my life, that I've ever seen in my entire life. Rodgers went down in the second quarter and the Bears defense looked unstoppable. Khalil Mack was out there having a field day. It was ugly. It was ugly. And as a fan, you hate to see 
one of the key players in the league go down, especially after having him go down a year before. It's like watching your favorite superhero die. Man, it knocked the wind out of my sails. It did. I was just sitting there like, wow, not again. I just I had a feeling like the game was just going to get uglier and uglier. It was 17-0 at the half. 17-0 at the half. Bears are looking like they're about to run away with this one, and Sunday night football is about to be ruined. But no, I was I was wrong. Because after the half, you look over the sideline, and you, you see number 12's back, right? Number 12's back on the sideline. And you're like, oh, he might just be, you know, out there just trying to stretch it out. Just talking to Kaiser. No, no, that's not what was going on. Because after the drive, after the Packers gave up three, that man had his helmet on. I said, uh-oh, he has risen. He has risen. I said, oh, boy, win for something now. And that man had a look in his eyes. It was 20 to, it was 20 to three with 14-07 uh, left in the fourth. And, boy, Rodgers threw a dime to Geronimo. A dime to Geronimo Allison. And it looked like it was going out of bounds. And it looked like he was going out of bounds. But he caught that in the back of the end zone. Boy, was that a dime. It was nasty, too. It was nasty. Right on the dime. Now, it's it's 20 to 10 now. And, you know, the Packers are getting a little hope. And it's like, man, can can they do this? No way they can do this. It's like, no way. It's it's not going to happen. They get the ball back. 12 gets one to 17 after a good drive. 17 dives in end zone. Tate gets his touchdown. Now it's 20 to 17. Now it's looking like, uh-oh. Oh, we got a ball game on our hands now. Now we got a ball game. This man is up to something. He's up to something. Packers uh, give up a field goal. And now it's like do or die time. They left too much time on the clock. Way too much time. But the Packers defense took a long time to get off the field before Rodgers was able to get a short one off to Randall Cobb, and he took it all the way to the house. And the comeback was complete, 24-23. Let me tell you something. The Bears' defense, when they hurt Rodgers, they took away what separates him from the pack, which is his ability to move in and out the pocket. They took that away from him. And then he turned into a pocket assassin and just – Diced and sliced and carved that defense up. They look like a whole different defense in the second half. Who does that? Who does that? What quarterback have you seen? Even before he got before he got hurt, they they looked like they figured him out. They was in his face every play. He didn't even get touched in the second half. With one leg. He had one leg. Man, I've never seen anything like that in my life. You finish with 286 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and 130.7 QBR. That was unbelievable. The man had one leg. Couldn't move in and out of pocket. He couldn't be a magician. He couldn't dance. He couldn't do none of that. He just stood there, barely could put pressure on that leg. The man got carted off. And then he was back from the dead, looking like the night king. Winter is coming. Man, I smell MVP already. I smell MVP, and it's evident. He's the most valuable player in the league, especially to his team. Without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are sad. They are sad. They are pitiful. You don't say, oh, here come the Green Bay Packers. You say, here comes Aaron Rodgers. 
and the Green Bay Packers. And that's the difference between Rodgers and Brady or Rodgers and mostly, most of these other teams. You can even look at the Bucks. Ryan Fitzpatrick just went off against the Saints. They don't, they don't look like they need Jameis. They don't look like they need Jameis, their starting quarterback. It doesn't. Anybody can win in New England. Matt Castle went 11-5 with New England. Joe, Jacoby Brissett won a couple games in New England. Jimmy Garoppolo won a couple games in New England. Can the Packers go to the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. Can they stay afloat with that without Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. This is what I this is what I like to call the LeBron effect. Without LeBron in Cleveland, Cleveland's not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Without LeBron in Miami, they're barely in the playoffs. It's LeBron. He's the most valuable every year. And Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player to the Packers and in the NFL. It shouldn't even be an argument anymore. You saw it. It was a tale of two halves. Best performance I've seen so far this year, of course, even though you know it's week one. But great performance. Hats off to you, Mr. Rodgers. I know you win pain, baby. I know you win pain. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, we have Canelo Alvarez. And in this corner, we have Triple G. Oh, man. This Saturday, we got Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin for the second time. Now, this fight got a little different vibe to it. It don't feel too friendly. They don't feel like the first time they fought. Because after that situation with, that happened with the drug test and Canelo is, it's like Triple G then lost a little respect for Canelo. He's looking at him different now. He's not looking at him like that's his man he used to train with. Looking at him like he's dirty. Oh, man. I watched uh, HBO 24-7. And the intro was a little... For two dudes who don't know little to no English, it's a little spicy. They had a lot to say in the first intro. And, um, I don't know. These two dudes don't seem too friendly. Let me tell you what was said. My, my, my man Triple G started off with um, a couple questions. He said, let me ask you, when you deceive people, when you hurt business, when you don't respect your TV network, when you don't give a damn about your fans, is that what you call respect? Oh, oh, he sounds disgusted. He sounds disheartened. He sounds befuddled. That sounds like a man that don't respect his opponent anymore. Now, what could Canelo say to come back to return fire? Let me tell you, my man looked into the camera. He said, now, no, I didn't. I'm lying. He said, now, but, you know, that was the subtitle. He said, I order. And so, oh, oh, he about to, he about to say something, ain't he? He said, now, if he thinks he respects the sport. How many champions has he fought? Oh, oh, that's real. That's a good question. That is a good question. How many opponents has he had with a SH, you know the rest, load of losses? Ooh, ooh. So he makes people believe that he's all about the good fights when he's not. Wow. Wow. That reminds me of one. My guy Drake, 
has some words for Pusha T. He says, so if you rebuke me, so if you, so if you rebuke, that's, you know, Canelo wasn't feeling what Triple G had to say. So if you respect the sport, so if you think you respect the sport, hey, man, I don't know. These sound like two dudes who don't want to go the distance. It sound like somebody want to go. It sound like somebody want to get knocked out. Now, the first fight had to go to the judges. It was a draw. Did it? Could it? Was it a draw? Hmm, I don't know. Canelo wasn't really himself. Canelo wasn't really himself. I think Triple G could have won the fight. I think Canelo could have won the fight. But I know politics. I'm not stupid. I know the politics of boxing. They wanted this again. It's too much money to say no to that. Now, we know Canelo had the drugs. He failed a drug test in, uh, uh, back in the spring, so the fight couldn't happen in May. But then, you know, they allowed him to come back and begin the fight in September. And I know they trained together, and the first fight was real buddy-buddy. It wasn't too, like, it didn't like they were really trying to hurt each other. It looked like they just wanted to box with a belt. But I think somebody's going to go see God on Saturday. I think somebody's going to get knocked out. And I really think somebody's going to go see the Lord. It's going to happen. This ain't going all 12. I'll tell you that right now. It's not going all 12. Somebody's going down. Triple G really feels like Canelo cheated. And he felt like he lied and got caught right-handed. And, you know, Canelo said it was it was in the beef. It was in the beef that he ate. And now we got beef. Oh, oh, it's real. It's real. And I'm ready for it. And, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't make a prediction. I have to make a prediction. <sighs> w side. Let's see. I got Canelo stopping Triple G in the ninth round. There it is. I said it. In the ninth round. With a counter. I think it'll come with a counter. We'll see, though. But that's my prediction. I got Canelo stopping Triple G in the ninth round. I can't wait. I'm excited. I know the crowd in Vegas. Canelo. 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 It's going to be live. It's going to be live. I'm excited to see it. You know, I really am excited to see it. I hope it's a good fight. I hope it's better than the first fight. And, hey. When I lose, you know, I, I would hope maybe we get one more, maybe make it a trilogy for next year. Hey, who knows? But I'm ready for it. You know, I love me some good boxing. Yes, indeed. Okay, let's talk football. Let's talk college. You can start in college. And uh, first, we're going to take a look at the rankings. The current top 10 is Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Auburn, Notre Dame, Stanford, and Washington at number 10. Now, let's pick some of these games. The mo- the game I'm looking forward to the most is LSU and Auburn. And I really think that Auburn is going down. I got LSU coming out of that one. LSU is up to something. Do not sleep on those boys. Don't. How oh, many upsets? Let's see. Kent State and Penn State? I don't know. Penn State looking a little shaky this year. Looking a little shaky so far. I got Kent State coming out with upset. A lot of people going to hate me for that one, but I got Kent State coming out with upset. Miami and Toledo? Nah, Miami got that one. Um, Who else do we have? Anything crazy coming? I don't know. Okay, we got Michigan and SMU. Nah, Michigan will keep rolling. BYU and Wisconsin? Nah, I got Wisconsin. WVU and NC State? That's postponed because of the storm. Oh, yes. Okay, so my people down south and everybody on the eastern, on the eastern seaboard, east coast, 
please stay safe this weekend. Please. Like, if you have to evacuate, evacuate. And if you don't, you know, wait to storm out. Because it's fitting to rain hard. Okay, no, let me stop joking. Can't joke about that. Um, but no, please, everybody stay safe. You know, I don't want nothing to happen to anybody. Uh, so, you know, you got to stay indoors. You know, what they say, turn around, don't drown. If you if you out in the road yet, don't do that. <laughs> Back to these games. Um, Alabama, Mississippi. I got Mississippi going. No, I don't got them doing anything. Alabama is going to steamroll through everybody this season. They might win another natty, honestly. They look God scary. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't see them slowing down for anybody. Um, that's all the interesting games for college this weekend. I'm excited for this weekend. It'll be raining all weekend, so I won't be doing anything. So I'll probably be in here watching the games all Saturday, getting ready for Sunday. So there it is. Your rankings and my picks for this weekend as the college football season rolls on. Okay, it is week two in NFL, and boy, did a lot of teams get exposed in week one. A lot of teams got stomped out. The Lions got stomped out. The Saints, they didn't get stomped out, but Ryan Fitzpatrick stomped them out. The Bills, they got stomped out, and the Steelers and the Browns tied in the National Football League game. That happened. They tied. That is god off. Nobody deserved to win that game. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a secret. If the Steelers had left y'all bell, they probably would have won. But hey, who, who am I to say that? I'm, I'm just the guy that has a podcast. But um, yeah, it was a very interesting week, week one. So let's get into week two. Here's my pick four. I'm going to pick four games and tell you why I'm right. So let's start tonight, the Thursday night game, the Ravens and the Bengals. Boy, did the Ravens' defense look scary against the Bills. They did. They looked horrible. I mean, not horrible, excuse me, horrific. As in, if I was a quarterback, I would be absolutely horrified to step on that field with them. Andy Dalton, boy, are you in trouble. You're in trouble. You sent these boys home in December. They wanted to go to the playoffs. But you said, nah, I got other plans. I'm sending the Bills to the playoffs. Yeah, these boys coming for you. And that running backs. They look good. Flacco looks amazing. Flacco had a great game in the rain, in the elements. Y'all better stop sleeping on that man. Y'all better stop sleeping on five. Better stop. He ain't playing with y'all. Huh. Talk about it. He ain't playing with y'all. I got the Ravens beating the Bengals. Then we got the Bucks and the Eagles. Brian Fitzpatrick versus Nick Foles. Boy, I did not think I would be saying that in 2018. Nobody expected me to say that or anybody expected to say that in 2018. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have an encore. He's going to light the Eagles up. Ryan Fitzpatrick is trying to keep that job, okay? That man ain't playing. Him, he got Mike Evans, D-Jax looking crazy, man. Don't sleep on Fitz. Fitz trying to keep that job. I got the Bucks beat the Eagles. The game I'm really excited for is the 4 o'clock game, the Jags and the Pets. And the Pats. I call them boys the Pats. <laughs> oh, no, the Jags and the Patriots. In Jacksonville. In Duval. Duval. Last time they played, it was in January in Foxborough. And we know how that ended. 
The Jags are going to be playing some P.O. football this weekend. It might get ugly. It really might get ugly. I think it might get ugly. I don't see it being a close game. I think the Jags might blow the Patriots out. And Brady's throwing two picks. And one of them is going to Jalen Ramsey. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm calling it. Brady's throwing two picks this weekend. One of them is going to Jalen. And he's going to get sacked four, four or five times. And the Jaguars are going to win that game. It's just, I don't know how many points they won't put up. Damn it, Blake. Um, 24-3. That'll be the final score. It's going to be ugly, but, yeah, they're not going to win that game. Not Duval. It's not happening. The boys are going to be playing upset. Very upset football. And then we got the Packers and the Vikings at Lambeau. Kirk Cousins and them boys in the purple, they better be scared. They got it. They better be scared. The Aaron Rodgers revenge tour has is, is already started. And this is one of the most important stops. The team that put him out of commission last year, Anthony Barr and, and friends. Oh, it's going to be a nasty game, man. It's going to be nasty. And Rodgers is going to be, he's going to be all game four. That man coming off a high right now. He coming off one heck of a 20 minutes of football. And I think he's going to light the Vikings up. I really think he might like the Vikings. He might throw five or six touchdowns this Sunday. No picks. No picks. I think Rodgers is going to light them up. He's This is a big game for him. He might not say it, but deep down he's feeling this one. He's feeling this one. It's going to be a good game. And I got Rodgers lighting them up. Five touchdowns, I'm calling it. Fantasy owners get ready to rejoice after this Sunday. Get ready to rejoice. Rodgers is coming. Winter is coming. You know it. Talk about it. But that's my pick for Ravens over Bengals, Bucks over Eagles, Pack over the Vikes, and the Jags over the Pats. Not the Pets, but they're going to be looking real uh, domestic on Sunday. I'm telling you that now. So there's my pick four. And I'm ready for football this weekend. I really am. Whether, it's, whether it be college or the pros, I'm ready for some good football. Tonight I'm ready for the Ravens and the Bengals. I'll be tuned into that. I know you probably will be. I'm ready. I'm ready for football, baby. It's, it's September. And it's still early, and you you know you gotta enjoy this because football season moves fast. It'll be wild card weekend before you know it. It will, and and that really makes me sad. But I'm gonna enjoy it while it's here, and I hope you all do the same. All right, that's all I got for you. Um, I'll be back same time next week, ten thirty. Shout out to my fantasy league. Shout out to everybody in my league who's 1-0, including myself. The boy got that big dub. Uh, please stay safe in the hurricane conditions, especially my Marylanders. You know, it's, it's about to rain and the ground already soft, so it's going to be some flooding. Please stay in the crib. Get your Netflix and chill on. Hey, get your football and chill on. Okay? Watch that. Man, everybody enjoy your week, your weekend. I'll be back next week. Thank you. I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.